is Kai and Lafayette. We're two ex-engineers who quit our jobs to pursue the path with heart. We believe that experience is fundamental to understanding life and its concepts. So our weekly podcast is filmed and recorded on location from various parts of the world. It's thanks to our Patreon members like you that we're able to produce this content regularly. We offer varying benefits based on your pledge amount, from full-length videos of the episodes to weekly streams. So please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us some feedback, and please share with your friends. Yes, we're live again. Here on the theory of living. <laughs> this is our third episode in this uh, condo. Oh, no, Krabby, right? And today's topic is training. Something we have been doing so consistently over the last... No- <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been doing entire lives, actually. Yeah. Um, but not only, you know, past couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, because we've been settling in. Um, there were a lot of things that we need to take care of. A lot but, involved with the traveling process and then yeah. find a place to live in Thailand. You just got your motorcycle today. Yeah. So pretty excited about that. I'm sure yeah. people are going to be very curious to see what <laughs> what color, Nobody what kind of bike. Your motorcycle, man. <laughs> Everybody's going to drive a ninja, man. He's <laughs> fucking Asian, man. <laughs> By the way, I got to say that uh, shout out to, uh, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who sold the bike to me. Uh, his friend. Uh, also very kind, very helpful, you know, very trusting. I mean, I can't speak enough of this kindness of Thai people. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do a uh, test driving. I told her that, oh, sh- do you want me to leave something uh, my belonging with you so that you can trust me? Uh, she's like, oh, no worry. We can just test it and come back. You yeah, know? it's because you left me, asshole. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to kill this dude if he doesn't come back. <laughs> but very trusting, very kind people. I, I just can't speak enough of it. But... Uh, today's topic training, I guess, is it related? It's related to a lot of topics that we've talked to, talked before, right? Yeah. Uh, setting goals, motivation, motivation fitness, even yeah. which was uh, episode two. Uh, but I wanted to start with the uh, etymology of the word train. Um, so it's originally French word. Uh, it referred to the part of uh, a gown um, that is behind uh, the wearer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, as a verb, it means to draw or to drag. So, like, in a way, there's some passive connotations in it, right? But at the same time, uh, by the way, the word came way before the the first Industrial Revolution or even locomotive, yeah. 19th century. This 14th century word uh, came to English. Probably origins from Latin, too, or something like oh, yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. By the way, I've been using the word hundred percent so many times, so often these days because of uh, our dear friend Stephen. That was his one of his favorite expressions. Yeah, uh, and it just it's become my I don't know just a thing catchphrase. Hundred yeah, percent. <laughs> Somehow, if I say hundred percent, it it sounds like whole entirety. You know. Yeah. I don't know why I use that so much, but. Anyway, uh, going back to the topic, uh, uh, the 14th century word uh, came to English, and later it developed the sense of guiding um, um, in a way that, like, you could have said, train the vine, for example, like instruct the mm. growth of branches and you know vines, for mm-hmm. example. So that um, became the meaning of training um, that we use today, which is discipline and instructive course of path that you have to go through to make improvements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, the words definitely changed a lot over time. Even looking at the Oxford Dictionary mm-hmm. definitions, there's a couple. So this is the most popular one that yeah. as soon as you hear training, usually summons to your mind this type yeah. of imagery. But the action of undertaking a course or exercise and diet in preparation for a sporting event. hmm there's also another definition which says the action of teaching a person mm-hmm. or animal a particular skill yeah. or type of behavior. Right. And I think there's a pretty big difference there mm-hmm. because one implies a type of behavior and right. the other is just taking certain specific actions. Okay. Usually when we're talking about training, you want to change your behavior mm-hmm. in relation to these things surrounding right. training mm-hmm. so you can actually have something meaningful that will last mm-hmm. rather than just a workout routine. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, you know, from the uh, etymology of this word, 
I think there are two important characteristics. One, regimen or set of instructions, right? This is very uh, the essence of the word. You need careful planning, basically. That's what it is, right? You just don't go train without any, you know, plans or programs, right? You need very carefully devised plans, yeah. right? That's one character, important characteristic of the word. And another one is discipline because you need to continue a trail, the path that you created, right? If you look at like Ray Wolf, for example, it's a long path. You mm-hmm. have to go through all of them, right? Yeah. To get to your final point. So those are really important essence of this word. Instructions, planning, and you know, persistence, basically. You have to go through with discipline. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of energy, like we talk about all the time, that goes mm-hmm. into setting a goal and defining, defining mm-hmm. what's worthy of your time and worthy right. of your effort. And I think a lot of times people get kind of caught in that idea that mm-hmm. there needs to be something at the end that I'm aiming for. Yeah. And if I can't achieve that, then I'm not going to even start. Mm-hmm. When usually you're robbing yourself of a lot because nobody can guarantee any mm-hmm. type of outcome. Yeah. You can strive towards an outcome and maybe mm-hmm. you'll hit it out of the park, maybe you'll fall short, but the value in the training plan and working towards something mm-hmm. is greater than the thing you receive at the end. Right. And you hear about this all the time. Somebody right. who says, I've been doing this, been working for this till, you know, 10 years, something mm-hmm. of that nature, and I finally got it. And just like that, it's fleeting. Yeah. You know, immediately it's like, okay, what's the next thing? So it's one very important aspect, like you're saying from the mm-hmm. get-go, is identifying what you want, but also realizing that that thing's yeah. probably not going to bring you as much joy yeah. as you think, as much as the training part actually right. will. Yeah. And having something that you're working towards. Yeah, for sure. I think the training, for some reason, has more like professional feelings to it, right? When we say that athletes, we don't normally use the word exercise, right? we normally use the word train and somehow it feels more professional yeah right i think training has a stronger connotation to imply intentionality yeah towards something exercise is just general health yeah i'm exercising right i'm exerting myself right for general health so usually it's just such an open word but yeah like you said when we think of training we immediately think oh man intentionality this yeah. guy is serious he's yeah. training he's exactly. training for something right and that changes people's perception around it would even change your perception mm-hmm. surrounding the word which i think is again like we talk about all the t- all the time you have all these ideas that are embedded into you based on the right. concepts that are shared and everything surrounding them so if you're somebody that grew up and you saw training and people training yeah and they're always having a hard time difficult Maybe all these negative things attached. Maybe they neglected friends, family, yeah. got into steroids, got into something that was super unhealthy, maybe horrible dieting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe, you know, anorexia yeah. or type of right. things like that, unhealthy eating disorders. And then you can think of the word training and you're going to have all this negative stuff. Yeah. Not sure. based on the concepts and the experiences that you've mm-hmm. developed yeah. by engaging with the word and the concept yeah. but you've basically let the word defi- the world mm-hmm. and your culture define it for you yeah so it's so important to like go in there open-mindedly and then also you can take power you can take over that word it yeah. can mean something so much more when i hear training i get excited i'm on fire that's yeah gets me stoked i love training right i almost love it more than climbing sometimes yeah just training is so much fun true i think it's because also i mean i i was going to also say that that you know professionalism the feelings come with the word i think it has to do with the etymology that we just talked about because strongly connects to the regimen and set of instructions you know which is very carefully uh, created mm-hmm. plans right and then also discipline right and those are the two things that really associated with the word i think that's why we treat it more noble i guess than exercise yeah which is more general right yeah because yeah. an exercise can be just one-time thing you know like just go out uh do an exercise or a few exercises that could be just a one-time thing but train is not a one-time thing right Correct. like it's a path yes it's a path yes. you have to go through all of them right so i think that's why we treat it a little bit differently than like other 
you know, yeah, similar no, words. Yeah, you're certainly right. Yeah. It's a lot more specificity yes. to it. Curriculum, right? Things yeah. like that. So <clears throat> I think one really important thing is that not always, I mean, if you, especially you're not experienced, but if you're experienced, uh, meaning that you have done this many, many times, created your own plans and going, going through your programs, things like that, um, I think it's important to, at some point, at least try to create your own plan, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that not just plan, maybe, you know, that even can evolve to your, the way, like yeah. Miyamoto Musashi says. Yeah the way right that's why certain um discipline becomes widely known right for example chikwondo by bruce lee yes uh i think in practice maybe it's weaker than other forms of martial arts maybe and not a lot of people are training um chikwondo these days but the philosophy behind yeah, it the point is bruce lee created it right again i mean we talked about him tiny bit uh, in the last episode, I mean, this dude, <laughs> on top of doing all that things, you know, become a movie star and write a book and all that, I mean, he created his own martial arts form, right? And then his, uh, the essence of Chikwondo was to avoid any type of crystallization, like being rigid, mm -hmm. right? He always talked about, that's why he talked about water, you know, like being, being fluid, being adaptable. You know, and his tenet was using no way as way, using no limitation as limitation, mm -hmm. right? He really emphasized that. And then I really found a lot of similarities between him and Miyamoto Musashi. I don't know if he actually liked him or he read his book. He might have, right? I mean, it was still extremely popular. Was that um, he talked about this? You have to train yourselves to the utmost cultivated state, right? It's not just training. Like you need to be mindful of that objective all the time. Like your goal, yes, is to um, get techniques and uh, and things like that. But also like your state, mm -hmm. the utmost state. You you need to be always mindful of that. And then, which speaks to the importance of you know mindful, arduous practice, which Correct. Musashi talks about yeah. all the freaking time, right? Yeah. Put, in, put into practice, exercise, practice. But also another thing is that, like, importance in your own experience, mm -hmm. right? He says, research your own experience, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and what is essentially your own, right? Yeah. I mean, that that is, to me, almost identical to what Musashi says all the time in his book, that you should invest, investigate this thoroughly. thoroughly, meaning they should experience it, not just talk about it, not just planning it but as you do it you should be mindful of yeah. what you're doing you know so i found these similarities between bruce lee's uh, philosophy and musashi's philosophy that yeah. we also yeah it's tied strongly highly, to right experience. relativism and experience yeah you know truth is a matter of perspective based on mm -hmm. your experiences and things surrounding those opinions and those ideas for yeah. you and those thoughts right and to just don't get me wrong I understand we always want to jump to empirical data mm -hmm. to find methodology that's right. the most effective for our training. Yeah. But a lot of times, unfortunately, in current exercise science and other things, we don't have a robust amount of data. Yeah. And also doesn't incorporate a lot of different factors. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many exponential, exponential amount of variables mm -hmm. involved with if you're going to be successful or yeah. not. Right. And applying a training routine. Yeah. And if you're always just relying on this data that you probably can't interpret in any meaningful way mm -hmm. and that people are making money off of you selling you something, you're probably going to end up disappointed. Yeah. And you're also not going to have it in deep personal relationship mm -hmm. with that training and yeah. that methodology. Right. And you also never will create something or find something new because you're not mm -hmm. willing to step outside the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think some people are always just looking for a shortcut. Yeah. Some people want the magic solution. They want to know what can I do right now mm -hmm. to get better with less work. Yeah. And I think the sad reality is that you can't skip the work, honestly, and have yeah. something incredibly valuable. Right. Or maybe you can, you know, maybe you can buy your way or 
I don't want to use the word cheat. It's just a poor word choice. Maybe you can skip over some things mm-hmm. and get there and get to yeah. that final destination. But you're probably not going to have as deep of a mm-hmm. sense of appreciation yeah. and value for that item or mm-hmm. that object or that skill you have obtained versus the guy who's gone in day after day mm-hmm. and grind it, mm-hmm. working towards that. And again, yeah. maybe he's somebody who's you know less physically talented than you yeah. or whatever the reason is. Yeah. But if you're always trying to avoid the work, mm-hmm. you're never going to achieve that great thing yeah. for yourself personally. Others right. might see it as a huge achievement. Yeah. But for you, if you didn't really have to suffer and strive over it, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to mean very much to you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think also there are like two practical points on what you just said is one, um, practice means part of experience, right? Mm-hmm. The more experience, the more learning you get, whatever you do, even that, even if that's success or failure, the more experience, because it fires up and all the parts of yourself, you know, past and present, and then that connects with your own like ideas mm-hmm. and concepts and experiences. Like you get more experience, basically, yeah. you know. And second part is that we talked about this in episode seven, a uh, uh, theory of goals, goals. Is that as you do that process, you actually get bad. Uh, no, <laughs> you actually get good at what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. planning, practicing. You know, persistency. I mean, all that is a repetition of doing that yeah. will actually make you better at it. You yeah. know, So even if you skip over you know, whatever things, don't try to skip it because the more experience and you will actually, you know, by repeating that things, you'll get better at it. So yeah. there are even like practical points and we're not just saying this only philosophically. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, no, there's a yeah. real value in going through those hardships because mm-hmm. that's, if you're already good at something, yeah. It's so much harder to improve. If you're right. bad at something, mm-hmm. I mean, it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, You can improve so much with s- such a small amount of effort. Mm-hmm. But again, you're going to just constantly run against struggles. Mm-hmm. And it's how you identify them and whether you have a negative connotation associated with struggles or mm-hmm. a positive one is how you're going to react to them. Yeah, you know, So much of our reality is based on the concepts we use and the relationship we have with these concepts. Mm-hmm. So even saying struggle, it already sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, you poor thing. I don't want you to struggle. We don't want people to struggle, which is just a ridiculous sentiment because it misses out on the nuance and Mm -hmm. the goods provided by struggle. Right. I mean, I could say 90% of my life, anything that's been of great value has come from struggle. Mm -hmm. Struggle's not a bad thing. Yeah. Difficulty's not a bad thing. Hardship's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be. Yeah. If you have the mindset, a defeatist mindset, mm-hmm. that can hurt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And more than and just in that come moment. Back, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of your life, you're going to be associating difficulty as bad. Mm-hmm. So guess what you're going to do? You're going to avoid training. You're going to avoid sitting down, writing out a plan. Yeah. You're going to avoid holding yourself responsible. Mm-hmm. You're going to avoid telling your friends because you don't want them to hold you responsible. Yeah. You're going to avoid all that just because you're afraid of a little pain yeah. for one incident because of the way yeah. you thought about it. Right. Or the way you believed our society tell you to think about it. Yeah. Or the movies have told you. Yeah. And again, the opposite can exist. Maybe you can glorify. I've been on the other side. I glorify struggle and pain. So much so I go and find things that are just hurting me. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, no, nah, this is, is make me stronger. Mm-hmm. And eventually, no matter what side of the coin you're on, yeah. if you're at too far of an extreme, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So it's balance. It's this ebb and flow. Yeah. And also like the understanding that almost anything that is worth obtaining comes with difficulties and struggles. I mean, that's just uh, inevitable, you know, aspect of gaining new experience and learning something new mm-hmm. and growth, right? Yeah. You cannot have growth or at least meaningful growth if you haven't gone through struggles and difficulties, right? right? That's where you really learn things, right? Like climbing, for example, I, I'm still new to climbing relatively, and especially sport climbing. Difficulties and you know struggles that I uh, experience the most is fear, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like going up high, um, I still don't feel comfortable, but that the fear is real. And the only way to overcome it is to really repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way. Meaning that I have to go through that fear over and over <laughs> and over again to the point where I feel 
numb about it, right? Yeah. Understanding, of course, it comes with understanding. It's not just you know pure, um, you know, without any objective um, overcoming it, right? Yeah. Like it just comes with knowledge and uh, know-how that okay, this quick draws and you know anchor points, you know, all this gear works this way. I'm safe. Yeah. As long as I follow this safe, uh, you know, instructions, then I'm going to be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's inevitable. You have to go through it. Yeah. Again, we're not saying this just only philosophically that, okay, you have to just, you know, you only learn from struggles. We're not just saying philosophically. There are steps. There are actual things that happen, take mm-hmm. place, you know, yeah. on the path. And they happen simultaneously rapidly and slow at the same time yeah sometimes you don't realize how far away you've gotten which is why it's also important when you're training Mm -hmm. not only do you set goals but you record yourself Mm -hmm. often you know whether that's video that's a good point or you're writing down Mm -hmm. you have to keep some type of journal to understand where you started and where you went from yeah because our memory sucks yeah memory's just awful (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) and we we think it's good yeah but there's also a deep satisfaction in coming back and realizing four mm-hmm. weeks later, wow, those numbers have improved or I'm doing better. Because a lot of times, too, you can't see it in the experience you're having, mm-hmm. especially with something like climbing. Maybe you're not actually improving the grades you're climbing. Maybe you're climbing the exact same level. Yeah. But, oh, wow, I can do four more pull-ups or I can you know, hang 20% more weight. That's mm-hmm. a significant Im- increase yeah or if you're going and reviewing footage or video Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah i seem much more controlled Mm -hmm. i seem much more like i'm flowing rather Mm -hmm. than just jerky motions yeah all these things can add up to show you that you've improved yeah but again it comes from that place of intentionality right with everything you do use it in relationship to your desired outcome yeah so when I'm out eating, oh, you know, I want to get better at climbing. I know my diet's a part of that. Am I mm-hmm. getting the right nutrients? Yeah. Are the nutrients in this meal? Yeah. Oh, no? Okay, well, I need to do something to correct that. Right. Or should I have, you know, a couple more beers? Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to impact. I'm training tomorrow morning. You start thinking about things yeah. more in relationship Yeah. about what you want and who you want to be. Yeah. And that's the cool thing because, like you were saying, once you apply it once in your life, planning, goal-setting, executing understanding the struggles that come with it you can then just apply that to almost everything yeah training is more than just a physical skill set to have mm-hmm. you can train every skill yeah you know you can train to become a better human being a better partner yeah you know take care of yourself brushing your teeth in the morning mm-hmm. small things these yeah. are all part of like planning yeah. and i think for a lot of people because of the school system and there's a lot of this stuff thrust upon you initially mm-hmm. that you feel burdened by it. Yeah. Because somebody told you to do it. And that's why it's so important to dig deep in yourself to find out what you mm-hmm. want and then set your goal. Like we talked about yeah. on the goal podcast. And then last episode, motivation yeah. to have that. So you, you feel this like continuous cycle yeah. coming back. It's so yeah. easy to come back just over and over again. Yeah, sure. I mean, if we we touch on the uh, the part of the episode seven, like sometimes you may not know what you want to do or what why you're setting goals, right? Um, and we talked about well, that is very normal, if, especially you haven't done it many times. And but the important thing is, as soon as you ask yourself why, you open up possibilities mm-hmm. and becomes value searching. You know, so. Don't just, you know, give up just because you don't have clear agenda, you know, just ask yourself why continuously ask yourself that's going to give you an opportunity to explore Mm -hmm. for values. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So something you would not otherwise run into. Yeah. If you just accept the way things are. Yeah. Of course, you're never going to get feel more happy than you feel right now or more satisfied. Mm -hmm. And not to say happiness is everything, but. You got to want to have things mm-hmm. to look forward to in your life. Yeah. Things, the next stone, the next step. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe you are just comfortable in your life, but yeah. maybe that's just because you're not asking why. Maybe you haven't done any self-evaluation right. yet. Yeah, true. And that can be incredibly difficult. We've mm-hmm. all been there. Yeah. We're all there in certain facets of our life, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, things that we wanted when we were kids. Now we've grown into adults and we've just labeled mm-hmm. them as maybe foolish dreams. Yeah. Or foolish goals to have. 
Because if we say they're anything else, mm-hmm. we become responsible. Right. And this is, you know, I think it all ties to our, we talked about uh, earlier episodes. Uh, we talked about imposed ideas and totalitarians, consumerism, a lot of things. And I think this this is really tied closely to, um, you know, training too. Like mm-hmm. when we're talking about planning, you know, creating your uh, own path. Like if you don't have your own value, then it's extremely difficult, right? Because you don't even know what your values are. Yeah. You know, uh, that could be superficial, but, you know, in depth, what it means is that you may not know the purpose, meanings of your life, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe you can treat them as like just far away from each other, but it's not. Like they're really close because, you know, training could be a very small thing, but also, you know, very important things to your life. Oh, and yeah, yeah. that's why it is really important to create your own path based on your own values instead of all the imposed values right yeah because they're not yours again it could be helpful especially um if you have no experience just going through the process will help you in some way but along the way what i'm getting at is that try try to find your own values eventually Mm -hmm. you will need them no. Right? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They're the only thing that'll keep you sane. <laughs> yeah. 100%. In a lot of ways, or you'll mm-hmm. try to fill the hole with other methods and various means, which mm-hmm. may work for a time, but we all seem to return to this road. And again, mm-hmm. even this training and everything we're doing, the goal setting, all that's reevaluated pretty much on a cycle as well. Mm-hmm. You start realizing you get a few months into something, you're like, ah, oh, you know what? This isn't my thing, or I don't want to do this. Yeah. Or it highlights your other value mm-hmm. higher. By contrast, where you were, where you are now, you might have thought, oh, this is going to be a great thing. And then you get there and you realize, oh, wait, actually, mm-hmm. it shifts the balances. Yeah. You know, the scales get rebalanced, which can be incredibly valuable because you're yeah. going to know more better about yourself, mm-hmm. your likes, your dislikes, your yeah. desires, um, dreams and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're talking about training, a lot of people have a hard time finding where to start. Mm-hmm. how to start yeah and so once in the physical arena oftentimes we just google you know yeah. work out and there's a lot of information there there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff people will be breaking it down you know cell growth or you know how much rest you need to have mm-hmm. lactic acid thresholds mm-hmm. you know diets breaking down to like calorie count energy expenditure mm-hmm. all these things it could be overwhelming frankly it could be overwhelming yeah. And the good news is it's always going to be there. Yeah. You don't need to digest the whole meal at once. Take a little yeah. bite. Yeah. Take one small bite, mm-hmm. apply it, try to understand it, and then go back for more. Yeah. You know, maybe you have to revisit the same thing over and over. Yeah. That's part of the learning process. Right. Training is learning. Yes. You can't separate them. And the thing is, if you're telling me you're training and you're not learning anything, you're probably not going to have successful training. You're not probably going to reach your goal or your outcome yeah. because you're missing on intentionality. True. The intentionality is where you learn mm-hmm. and why the training can evolve and grow. Yeah. Because if it, I mean, we don't we don't go look at plans to do train. Yeah. We we know our plans. We know our bodies. We know how yeah. we respond. Mm-hmm. So we make our own training plans, and then adapt. And go through yeah. it over and over again, like yeah. forging a sword. Yeah. That's why you know? it evolves, Continual right? process. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you were saying, that quote, Bruce Lee, you know, reject what doesn't work for you. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of the times we say, we see these, we see data and we say, oh, mm-hmm. 70% of the people have success doing this. Mm-hmm. And you assume you're going to be one of those 70% of people. Yeah. That's what the yeah. problem is. You're assuming, like, right. yeah, it's a good bet it's, it's good just a odd to take yeah. yes it's a reference it's yeah. not an absolute right and we start seeing these percentages yeah. and we think oh that's absolutely that's just the way the world is yeah oh you mean because we see it almost demographic or not <laughs> demographically um almost like a democracy yeah. you know well 51 percent like it this way yeah. so this is the best way to do this things. is the way yeah it's like come <laughs> on man where's the nuance where's the subtlety like do you exist yeah. in reality yeah you know things are not black and white yeah. why do you think training's going to be black and white mm-hmm yeah yeah again like all those you know big data that we have today could be very useful but uh, again um just use it as reference 
Um, I mean, things like for safety, yeah, I think you can take it a little more seriously, but um, overall plans and how, you, how to execute and things like that is largely uh, just reference. You yeah. know? And then who knows? Maybe you're, you're an outlier, man. I mean, you're, <laughs> you, only, you belong to like 1.2% of outliers. You know? yeah. Like you're fiscally gifted. We talked about this before yeah. on the podcast, right? Yeah, maybe you're fucking David Goggins. Yeah, maybe but you're, you're David not, Goggins. You know? <laughs> but you're not <laughs> out there You should run more than 40 minutes every day for you know, a month, 30 days straight. Maybe you can. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, yes. Use it wisely as a reference, but don't make it dominate your plans. You know, that's that's the big part, right? Along the way, you have to learn and you have to uh, um, revise it, mm-hmm. right? So, again, it comes to experience. You have yeah. to experience it. So, don't get caught up on, you know, what other people think or, you know, the, what the averages are and things like that. Yeah. Just don't get caught up on it. Because a lot of times point. if you go and look how that data is collected, yeah. and you'll start to be like, wow, this is this is shady math. This isn't yeah. like good statistics. Statistics mm-hmm. is complex. Yeah. It's complicated. Right. You need large data. Mm-hmm. And with most of this exercise science, supplements, mm-hmm. all that, they don't have it. Yeah. They don't have the studies. They have suggestions, but they mm-hmm. have no correlation, no mm-hmm. causation. Yeah, you know, and a lot of times, especially conducted by companies, they're manipulated in favor of their products. Yeah. You know? So, right, come on. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about how supplement companies. Oh, yeah, and yeah the, sure. Yeah. The physical exercise science mm-hmm. may just be trying to take advantage of you by using bad math mm-hmm. and making it appear scientific yeah. and very well done studies, but yeah. they're just after your money. Yeah, I mean we're we're not being a uh, conspiracy theorist. No, you know? it's not. I mean it's just a lot of times that's true. So anyway, all I, all we're asking or saying is that, especially uh, those studies conducted by uh, companies, uh, you need to be more careful with what they're saying and how those are conducted, how the samples are used, and all that, right? So that you can get a better idea. Of yeah, it. this is coming from a guy that I mean yeah. I was a fitness trainer. Yeah. So I, I used supplements, mm-hmm. almost all of them. I've done mm-hmm. almost every different supplement. The only thing I never got into is steroids, which to yeah. me that was just too extreme, too mm-hmm. much of a line cross. Mm-hmm. Well, I had other friends do it, but let me tell you, those guys that are doing steroids, those are the things that are making a difference. Yeah, for you know? sure. And those are well-studied, well-documented. That's why they're in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why they're not as easily accessible for most people when there's legality surrounding them. Yeah. So supplements don't make a huge difference honestly being consistent mm-hmm. intentional mm-hmm. and constantly evaluating and reevaluating your plan that's what's going to be effective yeah. that's what's going to be the most effective thing it takes years it takes years to see changes yeah like significant changes yeah yeah you can change like your body your composition and all that in probably like 12 12 weeks 16 weeks depending where you are but Going for a lifestyle change here. You're not right. going for just the maturity of the muscles and things like that. Yeah, yeah, you're not going just for it to look good over the summer. Yeah, like you can you can look better. You can look better. Yeah. Yes, you can't even get six packs, right? Again, depending on where you are, but the maturity of the muscles, the maturity of uh, the composition of your body, you know, all that takes many many years. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's Sorry, why you guys. fall in love with the training, <laughs> though, right? <laughs> yeah, most people yes. are in love with the training aspect, though. They're Sorry. not in love with just the bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you're really good at Photoshop, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, spend your time on Photoshop if you want to look better. Yeah. Much more effective. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and a little secret for all the guys out there women yeah. don't give a crap how you look <laughs> physically. You know, um, so, some do, and yeah, very few, and few it though. Really varies, right? Yeah. What they uh, uh, prefer. They can appreciate widely. it, but I've had more guys compliment me and come to me and start talking. That's to me. for sure. That is for sure. Um, like especially on even social media, right? Yeah, there are some girls uh, who say that or compliments your look or whatever posts, but followers, the real actions, are usually guys. That <laughs> 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 bully. <laughs> <laughs> so funny but again I mean you know being in shape um, comes with a lot of things right I mean you want to look good and everything but I mean uh, ultimately 
Um, but to me, like everything has to do with the performance, you know. Yeah. Uh, performance, Agreed. performance. You know, I run because I want to keep my cardio at a certain level, you know. And I don't get me wrong, I like to run anyway. But um, when I train Muay Thai, well, I like to do it. But also, my intention is to, you know, maintain my explosiveness. You know, things like that. I have very clear intentions for mm -hmm. uh, all trains. And you know, climbing, for example, uh, I developed more um, passion for it because of you. But also at the same time, uh, I try to I try to be mindful of you know why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that I, I always think of when I climb is that, of course, I want to get this better and like like very specific techniques. But also overall, I think of oh, I want to be able to um, be at the master level of shifting and controlling my my body weight in any sort of situation yeah like that's sort of like my bigger intention you know so um you talked about intentionality earlier very important you know it really ties to or i mean really that's where your motivation stems from you know if yeah. you don't have intentionality and goal then you know your motivation is almost empty hollow well know? it's important it's a it's impossible to have intentionality mm -hmm. without yeah goal set yeah. Uh, what would you be focusing on? What would you right. think? You literally can't be intentional unless you have a greater overarching scheme. Mm -hmm. It's just impossible yeah. because why would you be? It doesn't make sense. There's nothing to like extrapolate. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to examine deeper because mm -hmm. it's not tied to anything. There's yeah. no relationship between the intention and then another concept. Mm -hmm. So you can never compare it to something. Right. You know, to, to, interface with anything in reality we use it in comparison to something else mm -hmm. like this is only a cup in comparison to this being a table blah mm -hmm. blah blah you know but we make right. those things very quick those decisions yeah. very quick right that's why it's cool when you can develop intentionality based on a goal yeah because then you just start like we talked about before you just start saying things well in relation to what my goals are and what i want mm -hmm. how do i deal with this stimuli mm -hmm. you know if you're working out Am I thinking about that body part? Am mm -hmm. I feeling it activated? Yeah. What does it feel like the blood coming into the muscle, mm -hmm. getting engorged harder, you know? Yeah. That pain associated, all those things to then get those inputs and those signals that say eventually you're like, oh, this is a good sensation. Yeah. This means I'm about to perform or execute well, right. or I'm about to have a good workout. Mm -hmm. Or like when you latch a hold, you know, like what's the position of my hand? How engaged is my shoulder? Mm -hmm. You know, what does this feel like? How does my hips feel? Am I in a good position? And over time, you start identifying, mm -hmm. you know, that's a safe position. This is a strong position. And then you grow from that. Mm -hmm. And you build your vocabulary, your climbing vocabulary or your lifting vocabulary mm -hmm. or whatever you're training for, even if you're training guitar, yeah. right? Oh, I know how to execute. Oh, I need that much pressure applied, mm -hmm. you know, to this height of the string to, to bring out a certain way. Or do mm -hmm. I want to mute it? Yeah. But you can only get that if you start responding with intentionality mm -hmm. to the stimuli that you're getting. You know, yeah. you're getting some type of feedback, but you have to be paying enough attention to even feel it, to understand yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that's the difference, in my opinion, between a novice and an expert. They're very aware of what's going on. So much more so, things that you didn't even realize were happening. Mm -hmm. You know, they're keenly aware of it. Yeah. That is very true. That's and you can point. only develop that over time because you can read about it, but it doesn't mean anything because yeah, you don't know what that feels like. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Exactly. I mean, you can get, you know, again, um, we're not really downplaying uh, indirect experience, uh, which is very important. Yeah. Uh, we talked about actually the other day that, yes, experience is very important, but there are some really great indirect ex experience that you can get from, which is, not all writings, but a great writing. Mm -hmm. Like they can give you very close to their real experience through collection of great words. Yeah, you know, it's it's not impossible. But again, um, still, still, comes short yeah. to the real experience. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really ties to all the things that we've talked about: motivation, setting goals. You know, we talked about Rocky. On the last episode, which we didn't enough do enough uh, because we love that movie, love the character. But again, we I mean, we talked about it briefly. To him, like in the first movie, his goal or his winning was not like you know knock him out. Like oh, I'm gonna get the belt, you know. Mm -hmm. Like 
I'm not saying you shouldn't have a larger goal, you know, grand goal. Yeah, for sure, that's important. But you need to know where you are. And also, your definition of winning doesn't have to be actual winning over something, you know. Mm-hmm. It, that doesn't really define who you are, you yeah. know. So his, his winning was going the distance, which he, he did, you know. Yeah. And for him, that was good enough because that was his initial goal, right? Yeah. So... Setting goals, you know, defining your own winning, your definition of your goal is very important because that's going to be something that, you know, that's going to be the source of your uh, motivation, you know, uh, how hard you work out and how hard you take on your, um, you know, things. So I think it's really important to have the intentions and goals, you know, be mindful of it throughout the course yeah and one of the most valuable things you can have when you're training or just in life in general is mm-hmm. perseverance yeah a will to endure yeah because through that you can accomplish almost any goal mm-hmm. yeah it's going to take longer because mm-hmm. you need to use perseverance with intellect as well yeah. and a whole bunch of other things but no matter where you're at in your journey you know maybe maybe you're training running Maybe you can only run for a quarter mile right now. Maybe that's like your limit jogging. But what if you stop at a tenth of a mile? Mm-hmm. Then you've, you're not even close to hitting your goal. If you can persevere, get to you know quarter mile, that means you're capable of enduring. Mm-hmm. Quarter mile can eventually become half a mile. But you just have to keep setting these things and keep knocking them off. Mm-hmm. Stop saying, well, I'm not going to try hard. It's only a quarter mile. You know, I'm not, <laughs> It's not worthy of my effort. Yeah. It's not worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. You're putting yourself in a box from the get-go because you think you're above it. Your ego says, I'm better than that. I don't need to try hard. I see it all the time in climbing. Well, it's a low grade. I'm not going to try hard. And it spits you off. Mm-hmm. And then you call the climb stupid or you're upset. Oh, that climb, just that's dumb. The way they said it was dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a low sit start. It's dumb. You make all these excuses because your ego has just told you you're not the shit. Yeah. So to protect itself... Excuse after mm. excuse after excuse. How about you just persevere? Oh, what's there to learn from this? Yeah. Oh, a quarter mile is hard. I can't jog a quarter mile. This is hard. Mm. What's to learn? Do yeah. I adjust my goal yeah. and then persevere or do I let my ego dictate Yeah. and take control? Yeah. You know, who's the master? You or the ego? Who sets the goals here? Who's running the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you spoke to two different, uh, I like to just, you know, emphasize on them. One is mindset right humility right don't put your put your ego first mm-hmm. in front of you in the training path yeah. no, that's not a good idea <laughs> no, room, no room for ego in there yeah this is where you are not good at yeah. <laughs> don't do that that's not a smart way to go uh so another thing um i was gonna say the second thing was understanding yes understanding like most improvements come gradually, um, very gradually. You know, there's no, unless you're gifted, <laughs> which happens, yeah. Uh, but that understanding is very helpful, yeah, besides ego. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to understand you have to go through this way more painfully to get meaningful improvements. It's gradual. So it may seem very boring, even, you know, like you're not improving at all, but a lot of things, especially physical things, even like a mental thing, it comes gradually. So yeah. you need to have that understanding. That's going to make you stick with it better, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because yeah. once again, the way you think about these concepts is how you're going to interact with them mm-hmm. and how you're going to relate to them. Yeah. And if you change your expectations of mm-hmm. these things, then you're not going to be let down when... Yeah, things go south, or you mm-hmm. don't see the progress as quick as you would have liked or hoped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can readjust. There you go. Yeah, reevaluation of your plans and curriculum. We talked about this in episode seven as well. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where your things get better. You you get you know you become better at. Yeah. You know the planning. Yeah, maybe it was perfect, but most of the times it's not, and you have to reevaluate. That's why the recording is important. Yeah. You know. You record all your uh, progress, and then maybe at some point, maybe a month after, 
you look at it, oh, why well, haven't improved at all? Like you look at your programs, your plans again, and we adjust accordingly. I mean, that's why recording is very important mm-hmm. as well, you know. Yeah. But I think we've talked about like enough of physical training. How about we talk a little bit about uh, mental training? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily um, a systematic way, um, compact, systematic for short term, but I'm talking about overall mental training. Uh, like one of the things could be read more, you mm-hmm. know, read more, expand your horizon of knowledge, yeah. uh, your wisdom, how you look at things differently, maybe five years after today. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you want to be the same person for certain thing after five years? I don't know. That's your decision. But the only way to really see whether or not that, that was uh, worthwhile was is to actually take on some sort of path for improving your mental capacity. Yeah. You know, and again, one of the best things you can do is reading, um, you know, having good friends, mentor, a lot of things. But I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because we've been talking about. Yeah, the physical training. aspect. Yeah. It's funny because I don't really do a lot to segregate and separate them because <clears throat> well, wherever, true, yeah. you're in, That's a good point wherever your interests lie, mm-hmm. you're going to have, you should ideally mm-hmm. have intentionality mm-hmm. surrounding them. Right. So, I mean, the way I am when I'm training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm much more intense when I'm training. Right. I'm much more laid back when I'm not. But the way I try to interface with the world, I use the same mindset as when I'm training. Mm-hmm. You know, like how can I take advantage of this situation? How can I interpret this data to make it meaningful? Yeah. You know, oh, do I feel the the air on my skin? Do I feel the wind? Do I, do I smell anything? Mm-hmm. Do I taste anything in the air? You know, all those small things feedback to the training too because you become yeah. more aware of your surroundings outside of a training situation or when you're reading a word i mean how many times do you go and read a paragraph and you're like wait what what did i just read mm-hmm. you know you're total app you're you're completely absent mm-hmm. in the moment yeah and that's where the mindfulness that works in training and outside training plays a role and you can gain things throughout your life by just being mindful i think like you were saying though you know about changing your life Sometimes you don't know unless you just go and change it. You flip yeah. it upside down. Right. I mean, in the last year, changed so much. Different jobs, you know, exploration of a whole bunch of different ideas and concepts. Yeah. Pretty much, it's not a night and day change, but, I mean, it's huge. It's a change that most people don't make later in their lives like we would. Yeah. This is something that you would expect from somebody who's, you know, early 20s or <laughs> yeah, just true. left high school mm-hmm. to, to have an extreme change but we both thought it was necessary to go and engage with different concepts and ideas and challenge those values challenge them robustly yeah not just weakly challenge them and mm-hmm. make them easily dismissible now how how well do our values hold up when you're in a foreign country yeah you know when you don't have a job when you're doing what you've proclaimed that you said you love and is valuable to you mm-hmm. is that is that true does that actually remain true yeah and it does to a degree, but it also becomes false to another degree because mm-hmm. it shifts. Yeah. So it's not black and white, and that's that's why it's essential to go through the process over mm-hmm. and over again of reforging it. Yeah. Because yeah, your training plan works for a while, but eventually you stop seeing results from it. Mm-hmm. We stop seeing the benefits from leading our lives in that specific way. And that's compromised of so, not compromised, it's composed of so many different concepts, mm-hmm. you know, to find enjoyment and value in your life. You get value in other areas, but we're trying to balance it in such a way that our lives are mostly valuable, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe the scales now are out of, out of whack a little bit, but that's part of the process. So we identify new goals, we shift and change them. I mean, how many directions have we already checked? change with the podcast like from where it started you know yeah. from even what the website looks like from what thumbnails look like yeah. from how we post on instagram from the words we use from the hashtags mm-hmm. they've all changed over right. time constantly because we're we're feed or listening to the feedback the stimuli mm-hmm. and all that so what we do in our training lives applies to our work lives mm-hmm. our personal lives yeah it's applicable everywhere and that's the yeah. cool thing that's why you just need to learn it once. You just need yeah. to understand how to do it once. Yeah. And then start reshaping these concepts yeah. and the way you interface with them. Yeah. So you can apply this training. 
you know? True. Yeah. And it's fun. To, I mean, training has this kind of like heavy connotation, like mm-hmm. it's hard, it's exhausting. I mean, yeah, it's those things, but mm-hmm. it's also like deeply fulfilling, yeah, deeply exciting. That's why you keep doing it. Once you really find the reason, mm-hmm. like it's easy. It makes life valuable in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, at the end of training program, you become a better person, you know, um, in whatever aspects you're aiming for. That's the greatest part of training. Like, we're going to take on a, actually Muay Thai training very soon. Um, again, we've been dealing with a lot of things, but we're almost done with it. So we're going to start a, um, our Muay Thai training um, probably in a week or so. We'll probably talk about it uh, in depth. But, I mean, it sounds... Sounds a lot. <laughs> it's going to be five-hour training daily, uh, at least three days uh, a week because we climb on other days. But um, we're very excited because we know that more than how hard it's going to be, we know what kind of better, you know, physically condition that we're going to be at mm-hmm. afterwards. So we're yeah. very excited. Yeah. You know? But... Um, I guess that's about it for uh, today's episode. Yeah. Um, so if you have any questions regarding mm-hmm. regarding training <laughs> or how to find something worthy, yeah, please you know hit us up, leave feedback, comments, or go check mm-hmm. out the other various yeah. podcasts. The goals. Yeah. Episode last, seven. Episode goals. seven. Mm-hmm. Last week was motivation. Motivation. And the second one, you know, fitness. Mm-hmm. But these are topics we could go into for hours, and we don't give you a type of routine. We don't say do this for six weeks, twelve yeah. weeks. All that information's out there. Yeah. You can go look it up. Yeah, I think it's more important to understand these concepts and these definitions mm-hmm. and maybe having a little more open-mindedness surrounding them right. because it gives you a chance to get in on different terms. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in, you can create your terms yeah. to define that training, what it means to you. Which is a beautiful part. Yeah. So Build your own world. Yeah, know? Yeah. exactly. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you find some value in this episode. Please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us feedback, and share us with your friends. Get out there and design a theory that calls you to experience. We'll see you next week. Thanks.